G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Double Jump Radio, the official podcast of DoubleJump.co. I'm your host Abia and this week I'm joined by brand new next generation console owner, Ed. How you doing buddy? Hi everyone, I'm great. Next gen is current gen baby, we made it everyone, yeah. <laughs> it's November, hey. Oh man. That's the thing, when 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 do you think people, like the, the public will stop referring to PS5 and an Xbox series as the next gen. Oh, I, I think when... You think it takes a couple of years? Like two years when it starts being mainstream, when you start seeing the, the huge, white, big, gargantuan, like PS5 everywhere, when when it's it's not a novel thing, right? Yeah. When people can actually also get it, like in the in the UK at least, like people have been getting like Nerf, Nerf guns and cast food instead of their PS5s. Scalpers are selling like crazy because for full context, everyone, the PS5 launched in the UK this week on Thursday, November 19th, a week later than the US and Australia, for example. And it's like, it's, I was so scared. I, I, on, on the 19th, the entire morning, I was like, where is, where is the guy with my package? Just like, where, where is he? Where's the HL? I was just like, I was so relieved when it was actually okay. It was really okay, very smooth. Why? Why? Because wait, when you say people are getting the wrong things, like, is it like DHL? Like, like workers, workers are stealing are them? Yeah, 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 yeah. And... That's that's what happens. So, so on, wow. on, on the Amazon, there's reports of people having people actually ordering the PS5s, having the box for the PS5, but then getting like half food and Nerf guns instead because the workers smash the QR codes, and then still deliver packages. But it's not the PS5, clearly. Yeah, I'm just looking at the reports. This yeah, is crazy. yeah. So like, and 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 prices for wow. these guys for these consoles go way up right now, because everyone's like eager to get one. Oh, this is. It's, scary. I know, I know. This is scary, man. And I'm, I'm so fuck? glad I, I I don't get to like wow. collect it from the store or anything. Because like, if someone saw me with a PS5 box on the street, they'd be like, okay, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm getting robbed on the way home. Yeah, because. Because, because uh, uh, especially with um, a lot of delivery companies going contact free, like they don't even yeah. ring the like yeah. some of them just leave it on the front door and leave. Oh, I know that at my shop we had to like, we were very worried, so we had put like extra like uh, protection on the doors and things like that, just to make sure people don't try to break in and steal it out of the warehouse. It's crazy. Yeah, but I don't know. In, in, in terms of like, let's let's jump oh, in into like impressions, okay? Because I've been I've been waiting for this for a while. So I had more time with the Xbox because yeah. I released day and date. So I had about like two weeks with the Xbox, about a few days with the PS5. I'm impressed by the Xbox. Yeah. The Xbox speaks to me in, in in a way that I didn't expect it. So I I grew up being playing Sony mostly, PS2, PS3, PS Vita, PSP, yeah, and PS4, PS5. I skipped. It's pretty common for the for the for Europe. Yeah, yeah, for Europe, this is you know this yeah. is kind of the standard for Xbox. My first PlayStation country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, PlayStation continent. Yeah, for um, the seventh, sixth generation, I had I had a three sixty though. That was my primary console, and uh, I remember yeah. I was like, yeah, this is this is good. I obviously skipped an Xbox One as most people have. Now I'm back on the ecosystem. I'm like, wow. There's a lot of things that I'm like, this is nice. This is neat. This is actually like what I wish PlayStation did. For example, yeah, Xbox for some reason has a very, very robust like ecosystem um, in terms of even the, mm. the mobile app. 
like everything's connected. I have Game Pass quests to do. I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, they want me to be a more engaged user. And because the infrastructure is there, I am a more engaged user. Like it works on me. My lizard brain yeah. is like, yeah, I, I do want to do the, the Game Pass <laughs> quests. You know, like I do want to do this. I do want to play these games. So like they do a really good that's the thing job of like it seems like microsoft really nailed the you know the, being an xbox gamer like that type mm. of like you're if you're in the xbox family there's so much to to being an xbox owner rather than just being oh i just have a i just have that console in my house like it's, it's crazy how how much um and, and like even people like setting up their xboxes even before the system does its update, like you can set the entire console up on your phone and it's all, re- all the settings are yeah. applied and everything. That's basically what I did, yeah, and it was impressive. And then I got the Xbox out of the box and straight out of the box it says, hey, like uh, link your phone and then we'll download the update for you. We'll tell you exactly when it's done and then you poof, you get in and you're, you're, you're done. That's it, you know? Yeah. It, it feels like a less complicated machine yeah. than the PS5. Swapping over to the PS5. Yeah. Um... This is a big boy. Like I, f- first of all, like I cannot overstate how big it is. It is huge. It is comically huge. It's it's like, and the stand. What what system did you have before? I had the PS4 Pro. PS the, the, Pro. Okay. I had cool. you know even in terms of like PlayStation Four, that was a big boy, right? That was a that was a hamburger of a console. Mm. With the PS5, I think the stand is stupid. Like I, <laughs> I I understand. That like obviously we need it because of wobbles because the, the console is shaped like a monolithic figure in a way that the Xbox Series isn't like it has the wings, so like if you set it on the side, yeah. I have it vertically. If you set it on the side, it wobbles without the stand. It kind of just like whoop. So what about vertically? Does it also? Wobble? No, 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 no. It it sits firmly with a stand, but you okay. have to screw in um, the stand from the back, and it's just clumbersome. It feels kind of yeah. clunky. And like I don't want to mess with it. It's like at least the stands included. Yeah. Whereas it wasn't on the PS4 and PS4. Pro. But I can I can see. I'll say I that. can see people losing it. I can see like uh, resellers not offering it. I can see it become like this weird problem. Proprietary stands. Yeah. And it's like this is just like a, a, a clunkier solution than the Xbox. And the, obviously Xbox have dunked on Sony. They were like, oh, this is how you put a Series S X on the on a horizontal position if you want. You just flip it. Yeah. <laughs> you just turn it. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Wow! What a callback to to the PS4 video yeah. about sharing yeah. games. That's crazy. Yeah, and <laughs> let's see. With well, the PS5, man, it doesn't support 1440p. I bought a new gaming monitor, and it's like it just doesn't do it. And I'm like, but but why Sony? It's like, and there was actually a Sony article with with the guys from management. And they were like, we don't think many people desire it, and I'm like, well. It's nice to have the option. Microsoft caters to me. I feel like, you <laughs> yeah. know, Microsoft tells me information about my TV. I can play one, 120 on my on my gaming monitor. Like, Microsoft lets me do some things that, like, Sony just simply doesn't. And that's the thing. My, like, with Microsoft, uh, the, the Xbox Series S, like, Microsoft made it very clear that 1440p was its target resolution for the for the less yeah. powerful system. And, and Sony doesn't even support yeah. that resolution. Like there are plenty of people. I have a feeling that there is a growing number of people, probably in your situation. You know, maybe they're students, or maybe they're short on space, and they're like, "Well, I've got, I can have one screen to do everything." Instead of buying like an entry level TV for the same money, I can get a Absolute, really good yeah. monitor that's high refresh rate and low latency, and 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 supports most of the features I'm looking for. 
and and you know people like yourself you know you, you get your ps5 home and it's either run it at 1080 or run it at 4k but a lot of monitors don't do like 4k yeah. down scaling to 1440 and it's just it's just a That's weird scary. conundrum they said that they might offer it as a software update but like i don't trust sony and just to to finish yeah. on the initial setup release of the console so i had my pro and they're like hey mm. like you can just like you know like uh get your data from the pro and i'm like okay let's 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 see how this works that doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> did not work for me <laughs> so i so they were like okay really? link the two consoles to the same network okay i did that then link then use the a lan cable and link the two consoles within each other if they're on the same wi-fi network anyway to to make the process faster i do it then i have to go on the ps4 and be like okay send the data over get back to the ps5 receive the data yep. i'm like okay let's do oh it oh my god what yeah i only have one monitor so it just involves like a lot of hdmi swapping okay oh my god and so i'm i'm, on, I'm back on the ps5 and it says data cannot be received and like but why not but 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 why and then i tried for like maybe half an hour and then it didn't work and i'm like all right so i i have all of my saved data backed up on my cloud so i did yeah. i just basically basically just downloaded everything else yeah. First problem with both of these next-gen systems is that storage is insane. Black Ops yeah. Cold War 200 gigs on, on PC. I don't know how much it is on, on next-gen yet, on current-gen. I think it's actually larger. <laughs> yeah, probably. But space goes out fast. Problem with the PS5, you can accidentally download the PS4 version without realizing. See, th that's dumb. That is poor <laughs> interface design. Why did Sony allow that to happen? right like th there's no excuse for that and, and this kind of leads into my final impression like microsoft Ugh. is a tech company sony is an entertainment company if that makes sense in, in terms of how these two like consoles are, are, are positioned yeah. right like mm -hmm. sony sony delivers a a better gaming experience in the sense of like the games are interesting are much better than everything yeah. my microsoft has but microsoft delivers the best the better like tech experience like if you want like a console that you know will take advantage of your of your resolution that doesn't have like silly problems like that yeah you go with the xbox that being said i'm gonna dunk on i'm gonna dump on the xbox as well like the weirdest thing about the xbox i was capturing footage of tetris effect connected you cannot capture yeah. footage longer than 10 minutes without having a usb 3 in your xbox because they don't allow you to use storage from the xbox for recordings and i'm like it would be nice to have the option and then oh, it's like it's, oh wow especially because with both of these things sorry yeah go on yeah especially because like you can't really buy the super fast ssd cards for the xbox like that easily and they're not cheap they're like they're <sighs> as expensive as a they're almost as expensive as a series s for one terabyte it is, uh, yeah uh, at that point, if you want to go for expanded storage, just get a Series X, even if you don't need it at that point. And it's just like, oh. it's, <laughs> at least at least they have an option. Sony doesn't even have an option right now. You, yeah. you can't do anything yeah. about it. But yeah, in terms of the future of these two consoles, like Sony needs to work on stability right now. Miles Morales yeah. crashed me twice, which is not as bad as other people. But like, I've heard reports of like, consoles crashing games crashing which on the xbox honestly smoothless smooth smooth experience no problems except mm. for quick resume which yes is the future 
but that works yeah. very inconsistently. It's like I don't I yeah. don't get a sense of like if I'm quick resuming or if I'm not quick resuming. And then how can I tell which game can quick resume and doesn't? Because there's a when you on the Xbox in particular, you can switch very fast in between like five or six games at a time, which is wonderful when yeah. it works. It shows you the, the notification like, hey, you've quick resumed this game on the on the top right. And then like, oh cool. So then just bumps you back in. And it's it's great, it's the future. But like sometimes it doesn't pop up for the exact same game. And sometimes it pops up, but like the game takes longer to load oh, okay. and you and you get from the startup screen. So there's like for, on both I, sides, I, there's like weird problems. Yeah. Well, I don't see I can't picture anyone jumping between games that quickly. They wouldn't need that, you know, because the SSDs on both systems are so fast mm. that I think it kind of eliminates the need for having such a feature, I think. Ooh, yeah. I'm I'm in the minority with this. I think this is a fantastic feature, and I'll I'll, I'll give you a sense of why. So I'm the type of person I, when it works. Yeah, I yeah when it works. <laughs> I have 15 tabs on my Chrome browser at all times because I'm always like yeah. I I keep tabs right of what I'm working on. I keep tabs of my of my of my reviews right. I I kind of have yeah. this like mindset with games as well of like you know like I so I've been playing Skate Three on my Xbox. And that's such a like jump in yeah. jump out kind of game. So I'm like. Oh, I want to yeah. play Halo with someone online. So, like, I was playing Sea of Thieves or like Halo. My friends are like, "Hey, let's let's ju- jump in," and I'm like, "Boop, Xbox One, boop, quick resume, I'm in." That's it. And okay, then, okay, yeah. my friends, my friends want to go make food. I'm like, "Boop, I'm back in skate." It's like I don't even have to close the game. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to like worry if I oh did I save? Did my game auto save? Did this happen? Did that? It's just like seamless. It's convenient. It's it's that kind of feature where I'm like. You don't think you will use it beforehand and you're like, oh, who is it for? But then you realize it is too convenient to pass on. So my, my question is that it, it sounds like it is working really well even with older games because Skate 3 and yes. Master Chief yeah. Collection or previous gen and, and Skate 3, I think, is like P, a 360 game. So it, it, it's what what about games that you know are connecting to servers and stuff when you come back into the game does it say oh you were disconnected from the servers and then you have to reload again anyway no uh with skate in particular so like they use the xbox 360 interface basically and so you quick resume into it it says disconnected from the ea servers then you just like press a button boop, and you log back in and then you you log into the ea nation servers for skate and then boop, you're back in seamless works fine there's no okay. no problems with like reconnecting to the online that's pretty seamless it just obviously there's yeah. a connect disconnect and then you have to connect again but it's it really okay. isn't a big deal see that's the thing that where microsoft like coming back to the fact that sony will allow people to download the wrong version of the game that they paid for is that xbox was touting smart delivery mm-hmm. as as kind of a solution to be like we will don't worry about it we will figure out the best version of the game for your system like from what it sounds like it seems like that actually is the better approach this time it around. is fantastic it is fantastic because you so because it's on the xbox ecosystem and this works well they instantly download the game that your console can run will run best so i downloaded gears gears yeah. 5 on the series s is smaller than the xbox s x version it doesn't send me a menu of like oh do you want to download the one x or one s or series s no you press download, the game downloads. Like you don't have to like think about it for too long. You don't have to like you know like yeah. deliberate de- or like go on Google and be like oh what's between the versions? No, they they know and it works. 
Now, the problem here with the Series S in particular is that for some reason, with some games, you get the 1S version, even though you can run the 1X version. So Microsoft has this oh, mindset okay. of like, oh, the 1S, the Series S is, an, is a progression from the 1S. The Series X is a progression yeah. from the 1X. Even though the 1X okay. and Series S are kind of comparable in terms of power. You sometimes don't get those versions. Yeah, because even the Series S is more powerful yeah. than the Xbox Series X because it's uh, than the Xbox One X because it is an evolution of the yeah. hardware. But like, for example, I played Assassin's wow. Creed backwards compa- uh, the backwards compatibility um, game, the, f- the very first one, and I'm getting the One uh, S version, which doesn't look as impressive and as graphically, you know, like um, good as the... Um, series x version of the game and it's like it's just a bizarre like thing i think they will get it working it's hard to get all of these things at launch i'm, I'm assuming and 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 for people at home basically the 1s ran games at 1080p and upscaled them to 4k whereas the 1x ran a lot of games natively yeah. at 4k so naturally you will see a loss of picture quality there if the 1s version is the thing that's been run on your series s Huh. That's a that's a that's a that's a tricky that's a tricky one. That's a very silly yeah. one. But yeah, I think I think still nowhere near as bad as <laughs> running the Xbox One version of a game that has a Series X version. Yeah, native. it's it's <laughs> Sony. What the hell? It's crazy. Especially Call of Duty, such a big it game. Is, yeah, and and you you can accidentally <laughs> play it and not even realize you're playing the PS4 versions. I've heard of people doing that. Like, it's like, well, yeah. And then even with like, so with Spider-Man, it's like they have this weird process of like to get my saves from Marvel Spider-Man on PS4, I need to log into the PS4, download the game, upload my games to a cloud-based system from within the game, get back to the PS5, download Marvel Spider-Man Remastered and press a button that allows me to download their save files from the cloud. And it's just like so clunky, so like... I'm glad you can even do it, but like Xbox just does it like this. It's just like you don't worry about it. It's invisible, yeah. and that's what that what feels yeah. like most current gen to me. Like what the future? It's just like it's it's so invisible. You know, it's beyond the hood. You don't get to see all of this. Yeah. Also, 120 FPS, glorious. I love it. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Um, I mean, we'll 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 get to this a little bit later, but. 120 FPS, like I think even more than the resolution, that has a really big impact on the the smoothness yeah. of the gameplay. For sure. Before we get to the news, how about we quickly talk about the trio of articles that went up on Double Jump last week? So first, we had Tom uh, releasing his review of Destiny 2: Beyond Light. Um, he he overall he did enjoy it, um, but obviously as with any Bungie release there seems to be some some issues along the way and maybe some promised content that we'll have to see come to fruition in the future um then we had edward not 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 you Ed, yeah but ed edward um <laughs> he made his double jump debut uh, by reviewing pikmin 3 deluxe on nintendo switch and then we had ben cap off the week by uh, reviewing tetris effect connected which you mentioned before and yeah, he he fell in love with that game, and I think rightfully so. Yeah, I I also wanted to mention this. Tetris Effect Connected is my st- st- like 
it's my runaway hit of current gen of like the PS5, the Series S. I've played, so I played Miles. I've, I haven't played some Bug Snacks yet. I have the Falcon yet. I haven't played, but out of all of the games I've played mm. on current gen on on the new generation systems of hardware, Tetris Effect, man, that's that's it. It's it. It's like I'm so in sync. I, I used to think I hated Tetris. This makes me think like not only do I do I love Tetris, I love life. It's just it, it's a religious experience. <laughs> I like so. There's this there's this song, the title song, connected. That it's all about how like we all connect to the world and ourselves. And like he put the Tetrominos in the well because that's the screen. It's called the well yeah. on the beat, and it's like doof doof doof. And then you you put a you put a piece, and it's like it's great. And then connected in particular has a multiplayer mode obviously it's called connected where let's say you and i and then let's say we get uh, lucas and jake to play with us so there's four people we play against the cpu and we all have our individual wells until they eventually connect into one single one and we all have to like rely on one another to like carry the wow. torch and then actually fight against this this ai right the supercomputer playing tetris with us oh man and it's it's really <laughs> fun but it's really Dude. really hard it's such a hard game but it's it's so satisfying to to win and play with friends like tetris has seen such a resurgence with like tetris 99 and you know it's 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 fantastic you really owe it to yourself like i'm I'm 100% with Ben. Like, you have to play this game. It's just one of those, like, those uh, experiences, I think. I mean, that it's coming from Tetsuya Mizuguchi, who made, you know, Res back in the day, uh, like a lot of, like, kind of trippy games like that. So, no doubt that, you know, Tetris Effect, a game that a lot of people liked, you know, a couple of years ago when it came out, like, now having, like, a a multiplayer version of that and a co-op version of that definitely i think is like a huge step probably one of the probably a standout for the, the oh, launch, for I the think. xbox even though it's technically not yeah, an for exclusive. the xbox yeah obviously tetris effect is is a port that's now in the xbox connected because it it started on the playstation but uh connected will come to ps5 ne- this summer this uh summer 2021 but uh yeah so middle of next year middle of next year yeah yeah it's like a time cool, exclusive cool. but also hey like it's on game pass and that's really good yeah like yeah because there's a lot in that that's the thing like if i were to get a console this time around you know i don't know if i'd get a ps5 i might get a series x just because as a company i feel like microsoft is putting a lot more behind the technology of its systems and i just think that it's only a matter of time before microsoft uh, releases like that kind of killer game that everyone's been waiting for. Yeah, and and yeah, if you have if you have Game Pass on PC, like it's a given. It's just it just fits in. It yeah. just makes sense. Being able to play across generations is a huge thing. Yeah, cross generations and cross platforms. Like I'm playing Sea of Thieves with my friends from PC. Yeah. So like again, like coming back to the Xbox ecosystem, there's so many of my PC friends who I haven't been in touch with simply because they play on different platforms. I got on Xbox and I'm like, yeah. my friends, it's been it's been 90 years since I saw you. And then I played like Sea of Thieves <laughs> with like some of my friends who I've never played a game with or like haven't played with like in seven years. And I'm like, okay, I feel connected. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough, fair enough. And yeah, you know, I'm looking at upgrading my monitor to like a, a like just a standard 1440p monitor, you know, like a high refresh rate one and... You know, I think my decision's made right there for me. Yeah. 
Oh, well. Well, um, how about we talk about the news here, Ed? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Before we get on to the, the gaming headlines, like, Ed, what's happening with your internet, dude? Did you so, finally get it? It's been a journey. It's been a saga. Okay, so for like people knowing that know, uh, I moved into university accommodation to start my master's 10 weeks ago. It's been 10 weeks with very inconsistent and very bad internet because I live in a new building and they were like, oh, well, we're not going to give you like good internet access because we want to put you on the new internet platform, the, the, you know, the, the really fast one. And I'm like, well, sure. Okay. So I streamed from a mobile mobile hotspot for like the, the past 10 weeks and it's been a nightmare. It's It looks so crusty and so bad. And I was like, I just... <laughs> I sent so many emails. I, I got a voucher for 50 quid from the university being like, we're so sorry. And I'm like, well, I used that voucher to play, to buy Super Mario 3D All-Stars. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like <laughs> uh, stuff. Now, last week, I received an email being like, hey, we know you've been having issues. Do you want to be one of the volunteers to test a new, a new like platform? I'm like, hell yes. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. And I'm, I'm now on the platform and it's oh. fast it's fast and it's consistent and it's steady and it's great and i'm like oh my god i feel i feel like i lived in a cave for 10 weeks and now i finally see the sun or like it's been a long winter you know like and, and now i can finally see the see the sun <laughs> there's light at the end of the tunnel and i'm i'm there you know it's <laughs> it's 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 in a, in a sense it's disappointing to see how much i use the internet and how much i'm reliant on it but when everything is online like of course i'm gonna to have to use it yeah yeah what can you do like we live we live in the modern day <laughs> so yesterday i which is sunday yesterday i um sat down to to finish miles on stream i had a wonderful time except except hmm. when i when it, it came time hmm. for me to actually sit down and stream the internet wasn't working and i'm like uh oh not only was the internet not working, oh. the internet from the entire building wasn't working. None of the networks used to work. Our university websites crashed. Our learning platforms crashed. Our servers for the university crashed. Literally everything crashed. What? My, my WhatsApp uh, group chats were on fire with people being like, we don't know what's happening. There were people being like, I have to submit an assignment. <laughs> like I cannot literally do it. <laughs> We don't. They, we don't know. They so said what they happened? had a major oh. incident on Twitter, and that's kind oh. of it. So major incident, DDoS. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was like, is, is this an external breach? Is this it? Is this how we go down as a university? Is this what happens? But no, it, it just turned out to be some logistical thing. I don't know. We, we obviously we are not going to be told, and um, I managed to get to get it working God, eventually. That's... Same. But I spend a lot of time being like, I'm just in anguish. <laughs> I'm just, and it was, it's a thing about permissions as well. Like they've been trying to figure out like our permissions from my internet. Double Jump Co. was blocked for me. What? <laughs> the actual website was blocked for me for a bit. And I had to like go to advanced settings and be like, no, don't, don't block these websites for me. And it's not like a Double Jump Co. thing. It's a, it's a, yeah, like university permissions kind of thing. And it's like they have still have to figure out so many of these things. It's like is it because it's related to gaming? Is that why? No, no. It's just like Wikipedia was blocked. <laughs> so oh. like, right? So like, I get like them trying to stop us from using like sources like Wikipedia, but like, come yeah. on. And the Lux basically summed it up uh, during the stream. It's like internet with parental controls. Yeah. 
<laughs> with strong parental controls. It's strong parental controls, but with parents who don't know how to use a console. Like that's that's like Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's like trying to explain to your parents, parents like, that the game that you want to play is not that bad for you, but they don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, like man. we're gonna give you the internet, but like Timmy, please don't go on that website. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, hopefully your internet's a bit smoother going forward because uh you know we've got we've got you've got some streams lined up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <coughs> but yeah, speaking of streams, we had I don't know. I don't know what to call these. Like, are they like video presentations, like directs? So CD Projekt Red kind of does these, like, kind of every couple of weeks shows off some more information about Cyberpunk 2077. And this past week, during its Night City Wire, it's like Cyberpunk Direct, quote unquote, uh, it actually showed off uh, some new gameplay footage and also introduced a new feature that'll make the game a bit easier to stream without copying a DMCA notification. And also showed off the, um, I think it's Jali uh, technology, which is like kind of the facial animation. Because I don't know if, mm-hmm. if you know this, the game's going to launch with 10 different languages with full voiceover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. and and the technology, the Jali technology lets, uh, lets the developers kind of uh, make the lips move more accurately to the different languages and, and the different shapes of the mouths and things like that. So that's that's pretty cool there. So, uh, so just prior to the actual Night City Wire presentation, there was a Night City Wire special, which was like a shorter presentation, just uh, comparing the uh, game running on Xbox One X and the Xbox Series X. So the the native Xbox Series and PS5 versions of the game will not be released until next year, but when they are released, uh, they will be uh, like a free upgrade for people who own the games on current-gen consoles or previous-gen consoles. So the version of Cyberpunk 2077 that was shown was actually the Xbox One version, and uh, uh, CD Projekt Red was kind of like comparing the two, the game running on Xbox One X versus being played on an Xbox Series X. Now, to be fair... Um, it was a very kind of like, you know, it was like a low bitrate stream on yeah. YouTube, so it wasn't very clear. So everything kind of looked blurry and smudgy as it was compared to like some other kind of videos that other companies release. Uh, I don't know why they didn't just uh, release like a 4K uh, version of the video. That would have been much better. Yeah. But anyway, um, uh, well, maybe there was a 1440p version, but no one would be able to watch it on a PlayStation console. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that will. Uh, sorry, I had to go yeah, there. No, I'll I'll go there as well. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Live it. But yeah, so the Xbox Series X emulated version of it looks looks like a little bit cleaner. So it looks like it is like high resolution textures and a bit cleaner around the edges, like less less aliasing, less jagged edges, which is to be expected. But the other thing is like the lighting looked a little bit more uh, dynamic on the Series X. Now, obviously, with the the final version of the games coming to the new consoles. Hopefully, things like ray tracing and dynamic lighting will be taken to the next level. But even then, you can. It's good to see that there's some subtle improvements that are uh, mark like going to happen just by playing the game on the new console. And um, yeah, with the actual Night City Wire that followed up, um, we got a look behind the scenes of 
Keanu Reeves doing the motion acting, the motion capture for Johnny Silverhand, which is the character he plays in the game. And we also had a look at that Jolly kind of motion capture voice animation kind of system. Plus, we also got a new announcement for a new feature, which, you know, definitely people like yourself would appreciate because, you know, streaming single-player games and like that. So uh, the company's UK head of communication, Holly Bennett, who hosted the presentation, uh, at the end of the present, uh, in towards the end of the presentation, she revealed that CD Projekt Red has implemented a feature that'll let players on console and PC turn on something, I think it's called streamer mode, which basically disables several of the copyrighted music tracks in the game so that hopefully if you're making videos online, like a, like a montage or something, or if you're um, streaming the game, you're less likely to get flagged by like the automatic content kind of, I don't know, algorithms, I guess you could say, that kind of patrol all the videos that go online. And as we saw recently with what Twitch has been up to, you know, those those are serious. And, you know, a lot of people didn't even get the chance to, like, appeal. Yeah. They just had a whole bunch of their videos deleted. So that that's, that's kind of a good move on CD Projekt Red there uh, to implement such a feature. Are you, are you looking forward to the game at all, man? Oh, it's complicated because I think it has the chance of being the one of the best games of this generation, right? And 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 a really good game to kick off PlayStation Five and Xbox Series S and X. But there's problems with development, you know, like with with crunch, and there's controversies and there's difficulties. So like it's it's difficult trying to like temper my hype. I'm very excited for this game. I think this game will be amazing. At the same time, like, yeah. let's uh, just touching on the gameplay footage that they showed, it feels held back in a sense of, like, I get a sense that uh, so I watched the video and yeah. I was like what they're showing is so very insular. Like, it feels like they don't want to show it off yet. It feels like they it's November, like the game should have been out this week actually. That's why they did the, the nice city wires. But like, yeah. it feels like even the combat encounters were like, it feels like this was a video that we should have seen like a year ago, in in a sense of that, you know. Yeah, like it, it was cut away from yeah, yeah. all those big moments and stuff. And I'm like, it makes me wonder, does it simply not work well enough in current gen? Because that's the reason why they mm. where they they said mm. you know we're delaying it and like how bad will like sorry passion at this point how bad will the PS4 and the Xbox One versions run? Like what's 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 happening? Because that's the thing we we got to consider is that. You, you know, people like you and me, we have the half-step console. So we've got the upgrades, the Pro, you know, we've got people who've, who've got like the Xbox One X. So they've, they've got a bit of a jump up. But imagine like someone playing a seven-year-old PS3 or an Xbox One, like an original one of those. I don't know how those games, how the game's going to run on those systems. And like, I'm just picturing, I'm just picturing like the, the, the sound of the fans yeah. just drowning out everything else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, I, I just, it's crazy if you think about it. Yeah. And that's, that's what, that's where the bummer about getting a PS, no, not being able to get a PS5 or a Series S and X comes from, I think, where like you want to play Cyberpunk. Yeah. I think playing it on PS4 standard and Xbox One would be doing that game at the service, I think. And, you, you know, doing yourself for the yeah. service. I don't expect that to run well. I don't expect it to look well. I, I expect it to be. It's gonna. This game is gonna be incredibly buggy as it is. You play yeah. it on very very old hardware right now. You'll have a bad time, I think. So yeah, I'm I'm nervous and 
I haven't seen anything to be like, okay, no, this is stable, this is good. In terms of, let's touch on the the streamer mode. Yeah, I feel like this is a this is a really big idea, and it's really I'm really happy it got implemented. But it feels like to me like it's presented like this oh revolutionary thing when it isn't. Like Forza Horizon mm-hmm. Four, I've I've actually streamed it last week, and like they had a streamer mode in it. That game came out in 2018. Like yeah, it felt like. It makes sense. It, to me, yeah, to me, it feels like this is this should have been the standard by now. <laughs> I know we live in a highly DMCA like period, particularly like you know in the past few weeks with what Twitch has been doing. But like to me, it doesn't feel like this is a revolutionary thing. This is kind of the standard. It feels like you know, 60 FPS should be the standard. Streamer modes should be the standard. With languages mm. in particular, now that also should be a standard, but that also is an incredible amount of work. The streamer mode, I yeah. bet it it's not that bad. I bet, you know, like, hey, just record some other different tracks to, to you know, to cover the copywriter tracks and call it a day. That's fine. When the language support, that's always been a problem because someone always kind of gets shafted. And I, I'm speaking as a Romanian person, right? So, again, yeah. it's like, ooh, there's 10 languages. Really, really good. But language support yeah. stops, at least in Europe, stops in, like, are like Hungarian and Polish, and I'm like, just move like one, just a bit closer to the eastern side. Just give me some Romanian support, please. And it's like, yeah, it's that kind of thing where I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it took, it took um, until FIFA 21 for Romanian teams to make. No, sorry, FIFA 20 for Romanian teams to make it into 20. Yeah, yeah. to make it into um, FIFA. How long? And then 21 for the whole league, right? Yeah, no, 20 for the entire league. The Romanian teams were in there, but the, the yep. entire league. How long will it take for, like, language support for, for like, Romanian people to get in? You know, this extends, like, other, yeah. like, languages. How long will it take for, you know, game devs to go? Because it used to be the big five. It used to be English, French, German, Spanish, Italian. That's kind of it, right? Now we're kind of yeah. moving on. And now you've got Mandarin. Yeah, and, you know, like, Japanese also is a standard in many places. Now you've got um, a Mandarin, Korean, Japanese... These are kind of like your eight, and then you include like let's say Polish because it's cyberpunk, and then Hungarian because it's just in Europe, right? And then, that's kind of it. Yeah. How when we will get to a point where it's like no, this this has like Catalan Spanish, and it has this, and it has that, it has like variations, you know? Like when will we reach a point where it's like okay, no, this this is a holy like media experience? Yeah, because like if you if you if you look at a list of the most spoken languages, all right, by native speakers, yeah. Chinese is number one. Yeah. Then you got Spanish, English, Hindi, Arabic, Bengali, Portuguese, Russian, Japanese, and Landa, which is a, a dialect of mm-hmm. Punjabi. So, like of those, whenever when you think about like gaming, like Spanish maybe and English would be covered, and Japanese obviously yeah. if it was like a Japanese game would have it. But it's it's kind of funny because it's always been... I, I have a feeling that it's always been shaped by America. Like, development's been in America. Oh, yeah. Been in Europe, like the UK mainly, and Japan, right? So, those are the three kind yeah. of lenses that you'd see language through, right? Like, I mean, if we think about Japanese games, they weren't really properly translated into English until, like, truthfully, mm-hmm. until the 2000s. Because before then, it was always like, yeah, they just hire one guy in a room to just kind of, you know, put together, like, the translation. And that's why you always got, like, funny memes and things like that out of them, right? 
and then Europe always had, you know, French. Oh, I remember even early like like Sega games and stuff having like German, French, and mm-hmm. English, um, because those were kind of like the markets, probably. You know, they were the big markets in yeah. Europe. Because if like, yes, you might be a native speaker, but are you a player? And I think that's where the data must show that those groups are there. But I don't know. It's uh, it's it, it's. I think you're you're right. You're always going to lose out on people. Do you think it would have been better if CD Projekt Red didn't do like the 10 full voiceovers in those languages, but said, okay, so the game's in English, but we're going to support way more languages via subtitles? Yeah, I would have preferred that. It's all about like access to me. It's There are a lot of countries that prefer to dub which is which is like yeah. a, a really like case by case scenario like i know like for example for me yeah i i grew up in romania we didn't really dub a lot of things beyond cartoons you move over the, over the yeah. you know over the borders hungary they dub everything yeah. so like it's a really like a, yeah. it's a case by case basis um and i'm sure in france like i think it's yeah, like france, some countries yeah. are very prideful about their own language yeah, 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 yeah you know what i mean i'm sure those countries are the ones where you'd you'd have a lot more dubbing whereas yeah countries that were more reverent of western culture or like american culture let's be honest right mm-hmm. would probably do subs because they'd be fascinated by the sounds that the american people made uh, yeah. i'm sure there's something like that as well you know yeah and it's like for me it's all about like giving access like you know dubbed voiceover to me feels like a luxury like i watch all of my mo- movies with subs in the original language like and that's how i play yeah. i want to play my games you know like if i play japanese games I want to experience the 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 sound in Japanese. In most cases, I played yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake on stream in English because that's a that that was fun. But in most cases, I go like yeah. uh, native language. I would love to play The Witcher in yeah. Polish, like and just make that yeah. transition of like, hey, like this is interesting. This is a cool experience. This is see to me that that would be so right? cool. Uh, yeah, like I I think one way they could have got around it is like. You know how, like, in The Witcher and stuff, there's, like, the side quests have depth to them, right? They're not just mm-hmm. throwaway side quests. Could you imagine, like, imagine the resources that CD Projekt Red put towards dubbing 10 different languages, like, the entire game. Instead of that, imagine having all these characters from all these countries. They speak in their native language, and then it comes up in English subtitles at the bottom, but they can just explain it in lore, saying that you've got some sort of voice translator in your head or whatever, right? I think that would be cool. Yeah, you know what like I mean? Like a babblefish, yeah. That, that would be so much cooler. Or like, so I've been yeah. playing Monster Hunter for the first time, Monster Hunter World, and they have a Monster Hunter uh, uh, language. <laughs> and I'm like, hell yeah. And it's dubbed. The game is fully dubbed in this yeah. Monster Hunter language, yeah, yeah. like with Simlish and Sims. And I'm like, okay, I'll just do that. Just give me the Monster Hunter voices. Just make it like yeah. this, like make it your own thing. I, I dig it. You know, I dig it like in terms of the lore. Like they all speak this yeah. language that I don't know. And it makes me more yeah. immersed in a sense. I know the, the argument a lot, like particularly in the West, there was a, a big conflict with like when Parasite won um, won um, yeah, Best yeah, Picture yeah. this year, right? Yeah. Like a, a Korean film, right? Which feels like five years ago. Oh, but anyway, shit, yeah. Um, wow. yeah. There was a big conversation. Yeah, there was a big conversation on Twitter about like... Oh, that should have been in the foreign film category. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And there was a big conversation yeah, yeah. of like, oh, sub versus dubs. And it's like... For me, it's always been subbed. For me, like even if I watch a movie in English, it's subtitled because I want to read. I want to. I want to experience the, the 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 writing better, and subtitles allow me to do yeah. that. And it's like, and, yeah, having having subs and hearing like 
like people speaking different voices isn't something that I feel like it's normalized in the West or at least in the UK, yeah. in America. Yeah. To some extent, maybe in Australia as well. Like to me, being like an immigrant in the UK, to me, this is normalized. It's normal for me to have subtitles and everything, but it's not yeah. normal for a lot of other people to have them, I guess. And and that's the thing. Like, I think that's the difference between like cartoons and real life or like realistic you know the uncanny valley of like video games and stuff is that with a cartoon you don't see as much detail of the lips moving like that type of acting does that if that makes Mm -hmm. sense whereas like when you watch a movie when it's dubbed you lose the acting in the voice of the person speaking and the expressions they make and things like that like that's lost and that's that's i think the that's like one argument for going subbed versus dubbed with when it comes to things like games and and movies yeah so like yeah. even in my example i had to learn english because i wanted to play my games honestly like that's that's how it had to be right yeah. so yeah, yeah if yeah. like yeah. thinking of like other like children in romania who are who would be into games if they were given access like that's what i want for them i want cyberpunk to be available in romanian yeah. the entire game in terms of like the subs i don't need them to have the, the voiceover yeah. that's, that's less important for me make games more more accessible to different yeah. markets not in a just like in a corporate way but like let allow people that would not have the language com- uh, competencies to, to to play these games that's yeah. more important for me than having and, and i think also that helps go on, go on. i think that's also um helps like learning yeah. as well when you have you've got the 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 text there but you can translate what you're hearing mm-hmm. using the text I think that's like I think that's also like a kid in Romanian like if they if they play a game and they listen to it entirely in Romanian it's it's it like it's cool but it's not like it's not going to help them learn like learn the translation skills between Romanian and English in the same way yeah true. I think I'm sure there's yep, research um, on that somewhere like we're just you know I haven't done any I haven't yeah. done any academic and, research into it, so and just this moving is just my to guess. like to the UK, for example, because English is obviously widely spoken. We speak in English right now, and it's such a monolingual, monocultural society because of it. Mm. Like, well, I tell my English friends, like the biggest advantage yeah. and the biggest disadvantage at the same time is that English is the is is commonly like the the world's language right now, right? The the lingua, the lingua mundi, if I want to speak in Latin. Yeah. Flexing my five years of doing Latin, yeah, doing the Latin in high school. <laughs> how about how about we uh, mm-hmm. take it up to the next story, uh, Ed? Do you want to talk about psionics and 120 frames per second on PS5? Yeah, for sure. So we mentioned 120 FPS earlier on the Xbox, but so psionics uh, revealed that like, hey, Rocket League will have 120 FPS support on the Xbox Series S and X. But then what mm-hmm. about PS5? Like, what's what's going on? So when asked by Eurogamer about why Rocket League's PS4 version doesn't run at 128 frames per second on PS5, uh, the devs told Eurogamer that this is due to the way that Sony's new newest console handles backwards compatibility, which we kind of expected. Like, we expected that to be the answer. Yeah. This is a key yeah. paragraph out of what Sonics told the Eurogamer. Quote, Due to this, we had to make tough decisions on what else we could achieve. Enabling 120Hz on Xbox Series X and S is a minor patch, but enabling it on PS5 requires a full native port due to how backwards compatibility is implemented on the console, and unfortunately wasn't possible due to our focus elsewhere, the company explained. Now, 
I'm gonna be honest, the fact that we can oh, we can play Rocket League on PS5 to me is a miracle. In the same in the sense of yeah. like considering where yeah, Sony, considering was Sony is ago. with backwards compatibility. Like I'll I'll take just basically yeah. taking my catalogue from PS4 and playing most of the games except for like ten ish on the PS5. Yeah. Obviously, this is a big bummer because it's not just Rocket League. It's Rocket League and it starts with Squadrons and it's like so many of these games which are like, hey, new hardware means more FPS, means a better experience, you know, like, and you'll get that better experience on the Xbox. And that's a big bummer. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Like, uh, a lot of this investigation stemmed from uh, like Digital Foundry, which is kind of Eurogamers, Mm -hmm. kind of really technical, graphical kind of nitty-gritty analyzation kind of section, right? And and they were kind of talking about Call of Duty Warzone on PS5 and how because it is based on the PS4 version of Call of Duty Modern Warfare, like it's using the same engine as that, it actually can't... It also has that same issue of it can't be it can't run at 120 frames per second on PS5, even though technically the, the PS5 has got the the horsepower to run it. But um, when asked by Eurogamer, like Activision Publishing, declined to comment. But now that like Psyonix has spoken about this issue for Rocket League, it kind of makes mm-hmm. sense. It, it explains why so many games aren't running at a higher frame rate on PS4 versus the, PS5. The, oh, sorry, on PS5 versus the PS4 or versus, sorry, the Xbox Series S and Series X when both systems are running. It, it's not a new It's not a new version of the game. It's just the existing previous-gen version just being updated, right? Like, it's such a bummer because Sony could have, like... Sony could have had, like, yeah. another win on its hands if it just gave this. But like it did with you know, the lack of 1440p support like natively on the system. I think this is another case of like Sony just said, well, what does the what does the data say? Okay, data mm-hmm. says that not many of our players have 1440p screens. Okay, great. We'll drop that, focus on something else. What does the other data say? Oh, we don't have as many people who are interested in 120 frames. Okay. Because frankly speaking, if you, if you can run it at 120 frames on PS5, you have a new, like you yeah. have a new screen. You know, you have an LG or a Sony or a Samsung screen from the last two years because before that, they didn't. There was not enough bandwidth on the HDMI standard for the screens to run it. Like my, I've got an LG OLED from 2017. Mm-hmm. It's three years old, but it's I think one or two generations too old to get yeah. HDMI 2.1, which is the standard that had added enough bandwidth to run at 4K, 120 frames per second. So for me, I can run games at 1080p at 120 frames per second, but not 4K. I'm locked at 60 there. Now, this is this is someone like me who, you know, I, we spent, we, I invested in that TV. Um, so like for me, that is a luxury purchase, but not, what, what about someone running on a $400, 32-inch screen in their bedroom, you know what I mean? Like a, a TCL mm-hmm. or something like very basic or a Hisense, they don't even have a fancy Samsung monitor uh, screen or something. Like, you know, like, this is not related so much to this, but this is just kind of the messaging that I think the both companies didn't reveal is that specifying that if you want to enjoy these systems 
to the best of what they can deliver, you yeah. need to have a TV that has this feature, this feature, this feature. The, no, none of, neither of the companies s- said that at all. And they're relying on, you know, relying on the, the early adopters to know what they're doing. And frankly speaking, like, I even just anecdotally, I'm, I've a lot of people who are buying the PS5 and Xbox Series X, they skip the Pro mm-hmm. and they skip the, the half-step consoles. So for them, they're going straight from a PS4 to a PS5. They probably haven't even upgraded their TV. So they're not really getting yeah. much more than what they, you know, what they had on their existing system besides, you know, load times and stuff. So that, that's another thing that frustrates me, which is completely and, unrelated. And you're not seeing the difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, no, like, I, I want to also comment on this. Even with the HDMI cables, man, it's such a, it's such a bizarre thing. Like, there was that big story about, like, how we didn't know if Sony included, like, uh, a, like the thick HDMI cable. It does. But, like, yeah. we didn't know for a sec, and then we didn't know so many things going into these consoles of, like, hey, like... Well, that's the thing, like... It took like these, like uh, I think one of the websites was like HDTV test, which is like kind of like this really geeky, like really detailed like analysis of stuff, and basically saying that hey, was the was the the cable that came with the PS5, is it actually capped at thirty two gigabytes a second and not forty, which is what we'd need for you know high frame rate at four K. So even that, the fact that you have to even question the stuff that comes with your system, yeah, that 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 is just frustrating. And even on the 4K TV market, most TVs you buy yeah. don't deliver what they say they do. Like it says on the box, this is a 4K TV exactly. having this type of port, having this. And then you get it and you're like, it's not. It's not. Mm. So like mm. there's so much confusion in terms yeah. of like even buying a TV. It's so unnecessarily complicated right now. Yeah, like like you might have a TV, right? It says it's HDMI 2.1. Okay, <clears throat> so technically, it has it'll support the features, but what if the screen doesn't yeah. run at that resolution? What if the screen doesn't run at that frame rate? Or what if the latency is so bad that it doesn't make a difference? Like you know, there's there's so many things that that that's why I, I just feel for people who aren't updated on all these things. Mm. But it's it's uh, like yeah, like I know it's a, it's not. It's a much harder battle. Like I wish, I wish, um, like Microsoft and Sony had like, uh, you know, saying like this TV is Xbox compatible. Or you know what I mean? I was yeah, uh, but yeah. I was just about to make the comment on Xbox. So I boot up my my Xbox. I go to the settings to video, and then I have a huge yeah. scene of like your TV supports this. I literally have that. Your TV supports this, and it's an X and or a, or a check mark. It's what your TV can do and what you cannot Good. do. That is phenomenal. I'm like, okay, I know more about yeah. my TV than my manufacturer told me. <laughs> like, I know more about my monitor yeah, yeah, from yeah, plugging yeah. in my Xbox. Nothing on the PS5 yeah. for that? Nothing on, nothing on the PS5. Nothing. No. I got to the video and it's like, oh, what things oh. do you want to use? And I'm like, well, what do you recommend? And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> It's like that's it, you know. I'm just just set everything. It's to like going to the hope. doctor and your doctor being like, "Okay, so like this is what you have. This is what we want to give you." Like, let's say you go to the dentist and you know your dentist, your Microsoft dentist is like, "This is what we give you. This is what you have. This is what we want to be. This is how much it's gonna cost." You're like, "Perfect, let's do it." You know, I, yeah. I trust you, chief. Yeah. With the Sony dentist, it's like, "Yeah, uh, do you want me to just do my thing?" And it's like, "Ah, no, 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 
And he, he, here are every here is every single potential dental disease. Yeah. Which one do you think you have? Like what? what are you talking <laughs> yeah, yeah. About? I'm, I'm asking you. <laughs> okay, well let's go down the list. Okay, you don't have this disease. Okay, so don't have this. Yeah, you know what it's... I mean? Like I just, I just find that frustrating because. Sony owns TVs. I know, I it know. owns the monitor division. Can, like, what they the can hell? Do it. <laughs> like, Microsoft, a, a few years ago, when, like, the QLEDs and stuff were, you know, when um when the QLED TVs at Samsung cells started having variable refresh rate using HDMI 2.0 and stuff, like, Microsoft was very good about saying, oh, um, we recommend Samsung for these, you know, we 2018 Samsung TVs, blah, 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 supports this feature on Xbox and they had like stickers and stuff for like that there. Now, obviously there's money, marketing money there involved as well. But even if, if, even if Microsoft just had like a little, like a little card that says before you buy, mm-hmm. these are the things to look out for or click on this list and see if your TV's model is on our list of, of yeah. approved kind of screens. Like even that that's would what be Sony awesome. wants to do with the SSDs. That's what, yeah. that, that's what Sony wants to do with the SSDs. Like have them like branded made for PlayStation five. I want that for TV. As yeah. you say, as you say, I want that for TVs as Whereas well. With, with Microsoft. Anyway, like yeah. again, but like, yeah. yeah and, and it's yeah. the storage is like, is another, like my PS five review should go up this week. Another one of those like bizarro misfires. It's just like I I don't know how they made a, th- these types of decisions. It's like because like Xbox just doesn't falter in that sense, and then this Sony is like taking taking these like unnecessary hits. This could have been made better, or conversely, just be transparent about it. We knew that we we found out that like this didn't work mm. by testing it. Yeah. Sony should have come out and said, hey, 1440p, actually not an option. Hey, 120 FPS, it's not going to work that way. At least tell us. At yeah. least tell yeah. us. I know, And I know it's a marketing, and I know it's it's obviously like a marketing thing of like, oh, you want to position yourself as the superior console and this is a war. But like, transparency goes a long way. Sony is this like big like tower, ivory tower. And Xbox is like, well, actually, well, you know, we, this is how we positions. This is how we position ourselves. Yeah, they're doing such a much better job at delivering like customer experience. Like and Sony just is successful despite itself. You know what I mean? It like, is. It, it like, does fight itself. Yeah. Like Jack Tretton and the team that he had around the launch of the PS4 made Sean Layden and Jim Ryan's job so easy, right? Whereas Phil Spencer kind of had the opposite. That's the way I see it. <laughs> so, this is this is a tangent. I'm so sorry. Jim Ryan, the president of Sony Interactive <laughs> Entertainment, chief douchebag, had an interview. Yeah, had an interview with a Telegram. He he was asked about storage on the PS5. Obviously, oh, it's it's like no. 125 SSD, but you actually have like 667, I think, usable. Yeah, so it's like one terabyte, 825 is what is actually available to the system, but 667 is only avail- is what's available to you. To you, yeah, yeah. All right. Just, and yeah. it's like Aston storage and like how to expand it and, you know, because again, Sony does not have a solution, Microsoft does. He responded by saying like, oh, I haven't had people comment on this. We haven't, we, we didn't hear about this. So it's either you're playing the fool or you are, so incredibly a fool. <laughs> not not a fool. Just like you don't you not you don't live on the same planet as everyone else. It's just like 
do you do you play the same PS5 that we all do? Like, can you my I got my PS5 on Thursday. It's now Monday. I downloaded. I have ten games on it, and that's kind of it. That's kind of it. Yeah. Like you have to shuffle around. Man, it's just like Sony needs to be better in in, in communicating. That's it. That it's, it's uh, yeah, and, and that's the the thing is like Jim Ryan is the guy that you know a few years ago when people talked about oh what about backwards compatibility? He's like, who cares about old games? <laughs> Like he literally said that. It's it's incredibly like, tone deaf. This is the guy running PlayStation. Now. It's incredibly tone deaf. Oh, like if you said, "Oh, Jim Ryan was part of the team that helped launch the Xbox One," I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah man, I believe checks that." Checks out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he just he just swapped his green jacket for a blue one. That's yeah. all he did. Like I don't know why. Like I get it. He was the next most senior person after. You know Andrew Howes and Sean Layden and stuff, mm-hmm. but like, come on, like Jim Ryan is just—I'm just waiting for him to say something so bad that it really pisses off PlayStation people. Like they're just gonna be so angry at him. But, but surely, I feel like the brand value is so much that it won't happen. Okay, I'm so sorry we have to go about this, but surely he's trained, right? Like, surely he has like a, an immense amount of like corporate training. He goes into a meeting and he's like, "Jim, <laughs> this is what you have to say." And then he's like, "Oh, well, who cares about Falcon's compatibility?" And you're like, "Don't go off script, Jim. Just don't do it." <laughs> Just like, surely, surely they have a script, right? Like, there's no. Oh my god. <laughs> like Jim is like, <clears throat> Jim is probably like the type of manager who thinks they're being cool by not sticking to the policies, like by trying to put things in his own way. But then he ends up like making things so much more worse. Like just 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 Jim, just 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 leave it, Jim. Just give it to your assistant. Don't don't even bother. Just just sign the paper. Just sign the papers and wave. Don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> say hi to the lovely people and just go. Yep. Just put him in the Pope mobile and just wheel him across like the stage. He'll just wave <laughs> in that in that glass box, but no one can actually hear him. They just just get him to do that. Oh man. <laughs> oh, but anyway, um, maybe we'll have some more good news. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe Jim sure, Ryan yeah. will learn something. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, <laughs> how about we talk about something more positive with these last couple of yeah, stories? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Next story is that IO Interactive. Uh, most well-known for the Hitman series, which has got a very good resurgence in the last few years. So IO Interactive has announced that it has got the official license f- um, for James Bond 007, which is, uh, I think, awesome because like the Hitman games are probably the closest <laughs> to playing as like a spy that you've had for for a very long time. And... Uh, the the thing about this is that uh, according to IO Interactive, now this is a quote from the website, featuring a wholly original story, a Bond story, origin, uh, sorry, featuring a wholly original Bond story, players will step into the shoes of the world's favorite secret agent to earn their double O status in the very first James Bond origin story. Now, never mind uh, the fact that um, Casino Royale kind of served as a... <laughs> Like yeah. the movie served as like a semi-origin story for James Bond, but it, like in terms of video games, like this will be uh, like a really cool angle to take for um, for a, a like a, a James Bond story 
Like yeah. I'm I'm really pumped for this. And the fact that uh IO Interactive has separated away from uh Crystal Dynamics and Square is probably good news and hopefully mm-hmm. a lot of the issues that plague the, the Avengers game won't <laughs> affect this. <laughs> yeah, if... like what do you what do you think about this? What do you what type of game do you think it'll be? Like um, a shooter, a puzzle game, an action? It's, it's definitely a shooter. You definitely you'll be able to shoot people. Uh the more interesting question I think is well not if it's gonna be first person or third person. That's 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 a that's a discussion, I think. But this is an incredible It fit. has to be f- make it first person. You, Come you on. think? Because the Hitman game's a third person. <laughs> I know. Like they're I not playing to their strengths, right? Yeah, like I'm just thinking back to obviously, you know, Goldeneye being mm-hmm. the 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 kind of the nostalgic cornerstone for James Bond games and and shooting games in general. Do you think like going first person first person will attract too many comparisons to that? No, but I think there's a sort of saturation in the first person market. If that makes sense, like the, in, in in the kind of like way how I see mm. like FPSs are everywhere and everyone's playing them. Like how. Will it be more yeah. interesting to see Bond from behind and, and and see you know their figure? And I think yes, I think yes, right? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, well, the thing is, like, it all depends on whether or not kind of IO Interactive is going to lean into the shooter heritage of the James Bond, the early James Bond games, or if it's going to lean into the the you know, something like, uh, like Hitman mixed with something like 007 Nightfire, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was the electronic arts kind of original James Bond game that was made in the early 2000s, where, you know, it was like a mix of like driving levels and shooter levels and action levels. So I think the Hitman, if, if I Interactive can leverage what it's done really well, and that's really good stealth third person action. I think it can deliver a, a home run and I'm hoping that unlike what it did with Hitman 2, mm-hmm. like the recent Hitman 2, I think IO Interactive could do well by doing the thing it did with Hitman uh, from 2016 yeah. or whenever it came out, which is like kind of that episodic release. You know, you get a bit of story every oh, month or so. I, uh, or do you think that doesn't work no, for a bond? because I, I think... Because this is MGM involved, right? So like this is uh, this is not just I, this is not just them. This is a partnership. Yeah, I think the Eon corp- Productions. And yeah, the I think holders and everything. There's a problem when the industry uh, collides with the video game industry, which obviously mm. is there's some overlap as it is. But like even now, I think like in the way we we look at films. Like, I think MGM wants this to be a product that sells once. And then you have an entry price, that's it, you, you made it. No microtransactions, no DLC. It's a, it's a one and a done kind of thing. Because I think that's how you sell this to yeah. MGM, right? This is how you sell, you, you sell the money back yeah. to MGM. is like, no, this is a, a product that we sell for like $70, how much in, you know, like current um, gen uh, games cost now. You sell it as a one and done, and then that's kind of it. And then I think if if it works, then yeah, you do something that. else. If it works, then you do maybe a second one okay. or an expansion pack or a you know sequel of sorts. Yeah. And I guess it's different to Hitman, where the very nature of Hitman as a character is like a black yeah. slate who can be inserted into any situation. Whereas I think James Bond carries a certain 
like baggage with it in terms of you know what you expect from a James mm-hmm. Bond type character and the places that they'd be. I think you expect something more cinematic and something more yeah. coherent. So I guess I see why maybe a standalone like game might be a better way. It's to interesting do it. that you say that Agent Forty Seven, you know, from Hitman is a blank slate because James Bond very much isn't, and this is a big conversation about like yeah. I hope this is going to be their James Bond, and by the looks of it, obviously the, the they are the perfect. Suit for... I'm I'm interested. He, what if he's bald? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, they have to have a. Also, I think <laughs> it's a good chance to have James Bond be a woman. I actually think that that can be that can be really really good in terms of like, hey, like, yeah. you know, who can be anyone? Literally anyone. Uh, James Bond is the kind of character yeah. that can be literally anyone, and you see this with the with the films, right? Like, there's, yeah, there's been Jamie there's Bond. been speculation right now. Yeah, there's Jane, the speculation, dude, Raider, right? Like that kind of sense, that kind of idea. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm curious to see like what angle they'll take. I don't want it. I don't think it will be based on any of the cinematic actors that play James Bond. It isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it isn't. It, they've um. It's hundred percent been confirmed that it's going to be original, but I don't see MGM or EM Productions pro- like wanting to make this be yeah, the debut of a save female it for the movies, Bond, right? Just because they might be afraid of yeah, or like they're probably afraid of the backlash of you know triggering like you know a very. I mean, this is provided that they understand that they know about mm-hmm. you know stuff like Gamergate and everything like that. Like maybe they don't even they don't even know, but I'm sure that there's maybe maybe there's some. I want to say that as an industry, we're mature enough to handle it. And you see this, you see, to me, you see this change from the Last of yeah. Us, the first one, and Last of Us Part Two, where the discussion in between these two games has been so drastically different. If you remember the Last of Us Part Part One, now the idea was like, oh, how can we have yeah. like a, a woman on the cover? It's like Bioshock Infinite doesn't, and it's like, you know. There's reports of that coming out. They're like, "Hey, with Bioshock, the marketing people were like, your game will will, will sell less yeah. if it has a woman on the cover." Whereas now we've reached a point with The Last of Us Part Two, where Ellie is Ellie, and yeah. you know, someone else, Winky Winky, are, are the two the the game's two main protagonists, right? And it's like Ellie is featured full and center on the cover. We we can do a a, a bond like think... that. We can do a bond with a woman. And, and truth be told, Bioshock has never been the biggest seller. Until mm. like infinite, in the way that Last of Us was, so I think, and 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 Last of Us and Uncharted, I think that was also another thing in that um, like Naughty Dog could put its foot down and say like, hey Sony, we make you so much money, give us this, all right, and then I think also with Last of Us being such a like a beloved game, and with Ellie being such an integral character, I think that. Naughty Dog was like would have the defense of well why mm. wouldn't she be on the cover, you know she is the main character for this second game like like did you yep. guys not play that game do you know what I mean so I think that's the thing that Naughty Dog can get away with a company like that versus say IO Interactive, but maybe IO Interactive can get around it by saying that well this Bond is you it's a blank slate and you create the character at the beginning of the game. Oh, I'm scared. No, no, I'm scared. No, no, that that scares me. No, I w- I was thinking about Aloy in Horizon. Like, you know, actually. fem bond and male bond. Yeah, no, no. I was thinking about like, <laughs> like fem uh, shepherd. Yeah, yeah, 
Oh no, 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 I don't want that. No, I was thinking about Aloy in Horizon, about like new IPs, right? That was a risk, right? Coming out with Aloy, yeah. but now now she's the face of PlayStation. I think at least like modern PlayStation. Yeah. To me, she's the more, I think Kratos and I think Aloy right now. When you think like modern PlayStation, like PlayStation 4 Pro forwards, it's it's them two, right? For me. Uh, yeah, it's Kratos yeah, and, uh, and Aloy. Kratos, Kratos, Aloy, and what? Ellie? No, she's not that. You don't like Ellie as a character. You like the games, maybe if you even like Last Last of Us Part Two. But she's not iconic in the same yeah. sense. Anyway, um, with Bond, okay. yeah. Oh no, I don't want a a a a creative character because part of being James Bond means being having some charm, having some some suave nature, some 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 capacity to like you know seduce, and then obviously depending on the Bond. He's not just a secret agent. He's also, you know, like, um, you know, sharp-tongued, quick-witted. He's very intelligent, but also very charismatic. I think you lose this yeah. charisma if you have, if you allow people to make have a created character. I want, but I mean, to be like, I mean, the counterpoint to that would be like, think of how many people have played Bond, right? And how they play like, like a Daniel Craig Bond is a bit more vulnerable and. A uh, bit more physical, right? He's he's kind of emotionally damaged, physically damaged, and stuff. He's a bit more like mm. kind of you know, like a that type of like ca- a brute character. But someone like a Sean Connery who's just like you know he was the womanizer, the the charmer. But then you had someone like um, uh, what is it like um, like say uh, Pierce Brosnan who was kind of like more he was the he was the pretty boy Bond who was like quick witted. You know, he was like quick on his toes with all the gadgets and everything. Like, like there's a mix of personalities there within Bond already. Mm. What? Why not apply that to like a creator character? So what I'm thinking of, like, I'm thinking, uh, uh, Bond is the, t- the type of character that, like transcends also media, but also transcends like, like reflects better, better put uh, the the period we live in, right? So like, think about like Spider Man, Batman. These two characters have been mm. around for so many years, have seen so many iterations. I want Io to do what. Rocksteady did with Batman and d- deliver a different Batman, even though we've seen it a million times. How how is their creation different? And so many right. this with Spider Man. How is their Spider Man different than what everything else we've seen so far? Right. I want that to be their bond. I don't want to custom create a character. Imagine if I had to create my own Batman. That would suck. I I don't <laughs> want that. Or like my own Spider Man. Like ugh, no, please no. Yeah. It's it's a responsibility, right? And we all know that with great power comes great responsibility. Like. You know, they they need to. Yeah, of course. The, the, the famous, famous James Bond, Bond quote. Yeah. quote. Yes, I'm in a Spider-Man mood. Sorry, <laughs> sorry everyone. But um, like with Io, like I trust them to do well, and therefore I trust them to deliver their Bond. If they if if they delegate that responsibility to me, I think yeah. I'll have a lesser experience. If that makes sense, right? Because like my Bond will look like will be like seven well, five hmm. foot you know like 195 centimeters tall and be like you know this monster of a person because i i don't create good characters in video games i just like have fun with it right that would really take me out of the experience yeah like like, a buck tooth james bond with like gigantic limbs that'd be funny (laughs) like a very tiny james bond and he's like yeah (laughs) it's like (laughs) well well maybe io could do the thing where it's like these are our bonds but we have a male one and a female yeah maybe but that uh, yeah I like the way they did in Valhalla, where like you actually, uh, you actually change between yeah. playing as like male evil and then female evil or evil, evil, yeah, 
And it's like, I like that a lot. Maybe you can do yeah. like Bond as a moniker. Like, you know, like anyone can wear the mask like from, from Spider-Verse where it's like, there's actually multiple Bonds. I, I, I dig the idea yeah. of that. Like, you know, 007 is a code name. Batman is a, is a moniker. Like, it doesn't really mean anything. Well, well, that was like one of the Spider-Man games on PS3 was like... Yes! I, yeah, yeah. I've played it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Shattered Dimensions. I love that game. It was like Spider-Verse, basically, right? Like future yeah. Spider-Man, noir Spider-Man basically. and stuff. Yeah. Like that was like Spider-Verse before Spider-Verse. Noir right? Bond would be sick. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's the Nicolas Cage line from... <laughs> noir Bond. Yeah, it's the Nicolas Cage line from Spider-Verse. It's like... Sometimes only light a match to feel something or something like that. Like that's the vibe with Noir Bond. It's just like, you know, this edgy. Maybe if he speaks French, I know it's a heresy. I'm so sorry. But like if he speaks French and he's yeah. like Noir, like I'll take it. You know, like this like alternate Bond. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I think there's also that thing where don't futz, don't futz around with my nostalgia. Make something new. That's the other thing. Of yeah. It. Yeah. Like, but like nostalgia sells a lot yeah and and some like even my like my wife like she's a woman <laughs> funnily enough and uh, <laughs> if if that wasn't a clue there but she like even with like stuff like the ghostbusters where they remade it in, as women they're like why would you do that just keep it the way it was and just make something new completely new as women so it's like even even i can see even people of like certain colors of backgrounds or whatever even they feel like don't try to shoehorn the person who looks like me into your existing thing makes something completely new that empowers me. So I think there's, that's probably an argument there as well. Mm. I was having this conversation with my dad about Miles Morales, about Spider-Man. Because, yeah. uh, not to put him on blast, but he's like, I don't get, I don't get why there need to be two Spider-Men. And I'm like, but dad, but like, think about like how much Miles means to some, some, some children, like, right? Like I had Peter cause I'm white. Mm. But other people, people of color didn't have that, like, right? Like, same with Black Panther. You know, these characters mean so much to yeah. so many people. Like, Miles is the Spider-Man for so many people, you know? Like, Sean Connery yeah. is the Bond for so many people. But, like, you know, yeah. what does today's Bond look like? We know what today's Spider-Man looks like, and that's Miles. Like, I, you know, yeah. like, I want I want our characters to finally re- reflect our times and to to get with the times for me i have i have read more comics with miles morales in it than peter parker cool so for me like i find miles morales to me is spider-man mm-hmm. and peter parker is just kind of the other spider-man he's just yeah like like i mean you you like your spider-man as well like spider-man the ultimate spider-man from like the oh, late 90s spider-man. early 2000s that's like the that's like the toby Maguire mopey teenage spider-man and then the classic spider-man the really quippy one was like the andrew garfield slash like tom holland like 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 that was like the andrew garfield spider-man and then the tom holland spider-man was kind of like i just want to be a normal teenage kid and then and then now you've got miles morales who's kind of like very close to what the comics were like you know uh well in my opinion anyway from what i read of the comics um towards like i don't know when when miles i think miles morales i think was about 2012 or something i think he debuted Mm. so that's the thing. I'm biting my lips. I have strong opinions on this. I don't I don't <laughs> think we want to go into this. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not I'm not like you know, I haven't read like the comics for a long time. So mm-hmm. for me the last comics were like Miles Morales' kind of it was like 
Was it Ultimate? Is it Marvel? Ult- I don't know which one it Ultimate. was. It was like kind of like the other line. Ultimate, because Peter dies yeah, that's and then he was. Miles takes yeah. up the mantle. Yeah, that's the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, like, for me, Spider-Verse, like, that was... It was it was it was very close to like what I'd read there. Like mm-hmm. obviously there are some changes there with like certain characters and like you know in the comics like his his mum dies yeah and there's a tremendous guilt there where he's in Spider Verse that's not really the case but it's there's other lessons to be learned there but you know we can keep arguing about you know who should play what and what different characters should be but how about we talk about the Game Awards 2020 and the the nominees? Yeah, so it's almost December. And December in the gaming world and the gaming industry means mm-hmm. uh, the Game Awards. Hosted by Jeff Keighley, which used to be the VGAs and then the Spike Awards. And now just the Game Awards. Which, you know, contrary yeah. to like our circumstances, um, are actually still going ahead. You know, when like E3 and all of these things, yeah. all of these ma- major events were cancelled this year. Um, so Jeff Keighley has announced uh, all of the awards that we'll, we'll see on December 11th at 11 a.m., Australian Eastern Standard Time, and which games and un- think about midnight on yeah midnight UK, yeah, yeah. Think about and midnight. which games and personalities would yeah. be vying for them. Uh, among the leaders in overall nominations mm. is Game of the Year nominee Hades. Yes, and that's a really good news. That's really good news. Yeah. With seven, uh, which is you know this year's indie darling basically, and it has Fantastic Company, the Fantastic Company of Animal Crossing: New Horizons, which you know obviously was the game at the outset of the pandemic everyone loved. Uh, Doom Eternal, which yeah. came out in March, and everyone loved it. Final Fantasy VII Remake, wow. which is my personal game of the year so far. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I, see, I, thought, yeah, I right? thought that came out last year. Ghost of Tsushima, yeah. which came out this July or June. No, it came June because it was before Last of Us. Yeah. And then Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, Last of Us was... Was that uh, June? Last of Us, was that both July of them were June. Last of Us Part 2. But Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us were June. Okay. Because other Ghost of Tsushima might have been like end of May. Because I think that was like two to three weeks before. So. But anyway, so yeah. to top it off, it's yeah. Animal Crossing New Horizons, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ghost of Tsushima, or Tsushima, and Last of Us Part Two. So you have six games nominated for Game of the Year. Like, of those two, of those two, like, of those games... Like, Ghost of Tsushima and Hades are the only two kind of quote-unquote original yes. IPs. Which is, uh, like, that's kind of sad, but it kind of, in a nutshell, sums up the way kind of the games, like, um, mainstream games journalism sees the industry. I mean, new year. IPs are a massive risk in games. And in a sense, that like, for, like, different industries, it's kind of yeah. not, right? But um, anyway, what's your... You got me on. And especially, like... Yeah, oh yeah, like Hades, like you know, Animal Crossing, backed by Nintendo, Doom now Eternal, Microsoft. backed by Bethesda, now Microsoft, <laughs> Final and Fantasy, Sony backed by Square Enix, Ghost of Tsushima, backed by Sony, like co-marketed with Sony, The Last of Us Part Two, Sony, like Hades, mm-hmm. like there's like the outlier in terms of like being still a relatively yeah, small giant, team. Yeah. Um, that's 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 still crazy. Hades is your game of the year. I think it's Hades because. I think it is because it is just, it's, of all the games on there, it's the game that you look at, it's the game that if you put it in front of someone, you'd be like, can you see the quality? You can see the quality. Whereas, I feel like, I don't know, I'd like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, it has, it, like, in terms of, like, as close to perfect as you can get, I think Hades is up there, 
versus those other games. Like Animal Crossing kind of, after you get over the new stuff, it's the same. And it's actually a step back in some ways to the old games. Doom Eternal is more of Doom and some people actually f- didn't like the fact that there was so much more that it kind of took away the purity of the of Doom 2016. Final Fantasy VII Remake, yes, it, it is like like it is a good version of Final Fantasy VII and it does do a few things new, but there are some... It's still based on a really old game and there's some quirks to it, right? I mean, you, you can speak to that more mm-hmm. because you've played it. I haven't. Ghost of Tsushima, like a lot of people kind of... It, it, it wasn't. It it doesn't have the polish of something like The Witcher did when it comes to an open world game, and I think that's in twenty twenty really hurt. Like if that game came out in twenty like pre Witcher three, I think that would have been a, a much mm. like better game than what it is now. And The Last of Us Part Two, like, is a very divisive game because it is ultra gory and like mm-hmm. even more violent than the original game and stuff. And you know, like it it doesn't scream innovation in the same way that mm. I think like Hades like screams quality when you pick it up. You know. But that's my opinion, obviously. So, what do you think? Yeah, I'll, I'll start this by saying that, like, Hades is the one game I've heard our community rave more about, most about, at least between us, the staff members. I've heard so many people in our in our in our like media circle that are like Hades, 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 yeah. and in the, the, the same way that I haven't heard this buzz around any other game on this list. Yeah. That being said, Hades has the advantage of being an indie game being um cheaper being on pc and also switch it's this thing of like and the enthusiast crowd yeah i think i think it's i think it's interesting for people who don't play a lot of games hey this is this like thing like like looks kind of weird and it doesn't like impress your average consumer in that sense right mm. it doesn't it's not it's not the, the the show the showpiece um and it's also surprising to me that Hades is on here, not because I don't trust Supergiant, because they had hit after hit after hit. They're like this, yeah. like studio with like such a incredible, like um, you know, like back catalog. But I'm I'm a bit surprised in terms of the fact that it's a roguelite. It is it is in the nature of the game to be repetitive, to be vastly almost kind of the same thing. Now arguably the gameplay loop is present in all of these games right like in the last of us you you hide in a bush you shoot a few people or like creatures and then you you go back into hiding or you, you complete your 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 scenario yeah. right? like your combat scenario yeah. like 100%. gameplay the gameplay loop is the same but hate is is it's surprising it's surprising to me because roguelites have never never received this type of mainstream attention right all of yeah. these other games beyond haters have had this haters is the is the yeah. outlier I think a lot of it comes from Hades being kind of the the apex in terms of Supergiant took a lot of the learnings from previous games, previous games in the roguelike and roguelite genres to make Hades. And you can see the lessons that have been learnt and you can see the criticisms being answered within that game. But I don't see that in any of the other games. It's, it's interesting because Hades to me is, is a safe game. You know, if that makes sense, I, I look at like what Supergiant made and I'm like, Hades is just, it's not just better transi- Transistor or Bastion, but it also is. It's just, Pyre to me is a more exciting game, but also that that was the their least received game. And even that, yeah. you know, 
most people loved it. Paya, Paya yeah. was them being like, let's do something weird and wild because that's like a like that's like a sports game and then an RPG with a strategy like with strategy elements and it's like that's 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 the the oddball. Hades is the exact opposite, where it's like this is the safest pick. And, and for super giant not the safest pick mm. for the industry because that would be the you know it's the outlier that would be an in- interesting pick but that's the safe safer pick for super giant yeah. is it a sensational game yes is it a game that i think will uh, will win game of the year i don't know i'll tell you which games i i could drop and not feel bad about ghost of tashima i could drop even even if most people yeah. say it's it's the best Assassin's Creed, I think you can drop it. I think it. I think it. That's not saying much. Yeah, I think it's more of the same, and it doesn't do something brand new. And it's a very old school open world game. It's, like it's very very old. Like it's, it's got a very old design to it. It's a gamey game. Uh, you know, it's, it's the type of game you like. You play it and you're like, oh, this is yeah. a video game. You know, some you play some games sometimes and you're like, oh no, this is a yeah. video game. You know, I have to do this in this very particular, like methodical, like weirdly scripted order. That's Ghost of Tsushima. And also, from a narrative standpoint, I don't think it has a particularly strong narrative. I don't think it's, it's as affecting as like some other other games. The second one I could drop is Doom Eternal, and I know. I know there's some really hardcore shooter fans that are like, no, Doom yeah. is excellent, and I believe you. I believe you, and the soundtrack is great. I don't see how this is game of the year great, in a sense. I know the people who love shooters love it. Yeah. And I'm super yeah. happy for that. I, I bet this is an incredible experience. I've played Doom 2016. I haven't played Eternal. And I'm like, yeah, this is okay. This is this is great for a very shooter-based, shooter-minded audience, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So these are the two games I could drop. All yeah. of the other games have really a really, really strong argument. Animal Crossing New Horizons is the game that defines our spring, our summer, in terms of like how do we cope yeah. with COVID nineteen? Like how Yeah, but it's and, not a but not as a but it's not a good game. Like as a game it's bad. No, I think it's an excellent game. So I think so I think it's an excellent game with some very really? Nintendo ass things going on. The multiplayer that brings brings down the game. Yeah, the the multiplayer for <laughs> Animal Crossing is sensational if you can get it to work. Except for the fact that it's really uh, clunky and cumbersome, right? So like, and it's also very repetitive. Like it is literally just doing chores. Yes, but like, there's no other game. I I I'll make this argument now. That's captured our attention as much as Animal yeah. Crossing has. Like, there's no you go on you you go on Twitter. You went I went on Twitch on Twitter. Uh, in March, and everyone was playing it. People that were not into games bought a Switch for it. I played, yeah. the, I played Animal Crossing with friends that did not play a game before, or like not a mainstream like like hardcore game game, not like you know a phone game. Like the yeah. impact that this has on the world is is invisible to the enthusiast crowd. And in a sense, this is for me the exact opposite with Hades. Hades is a game for people who love games. Uh, Animal Crossing is is a yeah. is a game for people who don't know they love games yet. So it's it's exactly the so opposite. You're like something like Animal Crossing is a, is something like a Pixar movie, yeah. whereas something like Hades is like one of those like 
this is a movie for people who yeah. love cinema like yeah, that you, type of thing this, the the yep. the audience for hate is like the a24 films the 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 art the, you know art cinema basically and then animal crossing is the yeah like Moon yeah Light animal crossing is the the holiday La La yeah La La Land, La La Land, the what? film everyone goes and sees and lists like press like the greatest showman right that kind of comparison of like yeah. everyone loves yeah. it even yeah. if critics are not necessarily yeah. like a fan of it anyway final fantasy 7 remake okay so this is my game of the year and full context i've played final fantasy 7 for the first time this year and i, I know this is going to be controversial yeah. i'm so sorry fans it's not great the original final fantasy 7 i don't believe is great this being said i love crisis core and i have played crisis core before i've seen Advent children Final Fantasy VII Remake is my game of the year because it's, it's one of the best Final Fantasy games ever. And one of the best role-playing games. And and you could argue that is the biggest risk of any of those games. Yes, yes. I can I can argue that this is this okay. is this yeah. is the biggest risk because it's an, it's a remake in the literal sense. If this is okay, this this okay, uh, maybe this is one way to say it. If we're talking about the movie comparison, Say this is like a remake of a classic film that people love, but it was it was it was really good back because it was like a marvel to make it back with the technology that was back in the day. But imagine like it's like a remake, but it it introduces all these new ideas, but still is faithful to the the kind of the the formula that made the original so good. I struggle to say this without giving away the the core um, thing that makes me love remake. For my, you know, if you if you're wondering about my spoiler thoughts, like you know, my thoughts about the game, watch the streams, watch the watch the vods. But yeah, this is yeah. The game but this is not so just different. a remake. You learn more about the characters. But this is not just this a remake. Is, yeah, it's a reimagining. Not even just a remind. <sighs> let me let me think about how to say this. This takes the original game. And all of the expanded universe that the original game is in and gives you more. This is not just a remake. It is a remake and it is also okay. not a remake. That's 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 the closest <laughs> I can go without yeah. saying something that like I don't want to say. Yeah. Okay, it's like, fair enough. Yeah, it's, There's a lot to this game. And it, it was a massive risk for Square to upset you know millions and millions of you know multiple generations of fans because you've got people who are in their 20s you know who now have got kids who mm -hmm. are like as old as they were when they played final fantasy 7 you know what i mean like you've got that plus you've got the people in between you know older brothers and younger brothers and stuff who just kind of who grew up with the final fantasy 10 series and stuff for that who came to 7 later in its original form not in the remake and then they're playing remake as well so You've got like three generations of gamers there. And it plays to all of them, but particularly to the people who were with this franchise from the beginning. Really? With the FF7 franchise series, yes. That's why it's, it is amazing. If you've, if you've played the original when it came out, if you've watched Advent Children when that came out, if you've played Crisis Core when that came out, if you're invested and know these characters, this is more than a remake. Did it, does it seem lacking? Because it's not the full game. Yeah. I was about to say, like, the, the the core problem here is that this is not a full game. The core problem is that this is remake, but also part one. The the That is the, the nail in the coffin of, like, 
I can I can see a lot of argument be uh, a lot of people argue that like this isn't even the full game except it took me 100 hours to, yeah. to do play two playthroughs right like so like 50 60 per one playthrough but it is it is arguably almost as long as like maybe longer than like all of these games I think yeah. Ghost of Tsushima might be kind of the same uh, length in some instances but it is it is part but one, but it is also yeah. like the the more the most complete in terms of like play hours like you have you have a lot to chew on but i feel like it's not like a game like animal crossing and hades that like people bought switches for animal crossing to try it people tried roguelikes that have never mm -hmm. even thought about it to play hades do you think i i don't think people who weren't already invested in final fantasy played remake yeah that's it was just kind of a thing on the radar that's a yeah you know what i mean if Animal Crossing is a is a people is a game for like you know is the the Pixar movie Hades is like the art house. This is a game for Square fans. This is a game for FF Seven fans. This is this is not a game you can yeah. easily get into if you've never played any of these games. This is the this is the yeah. this is the Avengers. This is Avengers, right? Like, yeah, and it's it, it's yeah. That's the thing. Like this, like it's hard yeah. to get into this without having to do other things about around it that was like having to read up yeah like like because there's no like it's the thing is like we rely so much on comparisons to other mediums and stuff there isn't mm -mm. really anything like it no you know you know how they say like oh why are they bringing back this tv show why are they even trying to bring back this thing yeah but instead of it being bad imagine it was like like it, it it somehow ticks the boxes you wanted but also does all this original stuff that the, the 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 team that made the original series would never have been able to do like wouldn't even even thought about like that's you yeah. know nothing really does that in that way so that's that's the thing in the favor of this final is, fantasy remake i think it's just that that this is avengers endgame like, yeah that film if you've seen it like i think it should have been final fantasy final fantasy 7 remake episode one i think that would have changed the <laughs> argument i think that would have made it so much because that's a misnomer right that is misleading when it says final fantasy 7 remake because that says that the entire game the is answer in here. i'm losing my mind the answer is yeah. yes and no if you if you if you play the <laughs> game to the end i can make a very compelling and convincing argument for why it shouldn't be called episode one I don't think the next. I don't think okay. the next entry well, in the series okay. in this remake series will be part two. I don't think okay. that's how it's going to be called. So, do you think like this is its own? Like this is so good that it it has so much on its own that it's its mm. own standalone thing, rather than being seen as a as a bit of another game, remade. I think it's I think it's good enough to make you want the other stuff. I think it's it's good enough that even if okay. it, even if even if it isn't a complete thing, it is really really good enough to make you want to crave those things. So then, Which, so then it is it is like a Marvel movie in that exactly like a Marvel you movie. Know, it's it's like a Marvel movie in that okay, well okay, it's like a good Marvel movie. Yeah, but not the majority of Marvel movies where it's like where it's it's like something like Winter Soldier or Black Panther where in and of itself it's a really good story and you could be totally happy with knowing that this is the end of the story but you know that there's more to it yeah this is this is not Ant-Man and the Wasp this is Avengers Endgame yeah and this is Avengers Endgame yeah. like part one 
in, in, in that sense. You know how like there was a discussion between like, oh, Avengers yeah. Infinity War and Endgame. They were like, oh, this is Infinity War part one, yeah. but then they changed it. That's exactly what's going to happen here. It is, it is part one yeah. from that series of games, but it's not going to be called part two. I think this is the end game oh, of Final Fantasy, basically. And then the next one will be... See, that's... What, Final Fantasy 7? Seven seven something. Two. Mm, <laughs> probably not 7-2. Okay, 7-something. That, 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 would, that would muddy the waters. I don't know. But again, it's really hard to, to say this without like giving yeah. away the, the game, right? Hey, that's that's the thing, you know. We, we're we're looking forward to these discussions in our game of the year yeah. for Double Jump. So, and yeah, you let's yeah. I want to speak yeah. about The Last of Us Part Two. Have you played it? Nah, I haven't. I haven't finished the first one. So okay, I'm still going through that one. I so the review when I applied to for for Double Jump actually the yeah. the review I sent in was my The Last of Us Part Two review. Yeah. To to management, and then you know, like here I am. In my review. I've never been more conflicted on a game. I've never yeah. been more like I can see both. Yeah. On a technical level, this is a masterpiece. It is yeah. head and shoulders above everything else on this list. That's which is why it's picked up all of these like tech awards, like best sound, best music, best performances. You know, for Laura Bailey and uh, um, Ashley Johnson, and it. It seeps of effort and reeks of effort and quality and gaming at its finest in that technical sense. So it's like a Christopher Nolan film. Yeah. It's like a technical marvel. It's cinematography, like the editing, the sound design and everything so top notch. But there's something missing there. Is there something missing there? Before we get there also, it is in terms of accessibility, this paves the way for the future. I... I cannot tell you how impressive this is in terms of like what you can do for, for people with disabilities. And you see this uh, kick off a trend in, in Sony. Miles Morales is, is starting to have accessibility features. Sony is trying to to uh, hone in on this and Last of Us paved the way for it, I think. Well, right? to be fair, like, Microsoft it, done a lot of work with that and as bringing out a controller with the as controller, well. controller, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, let's not forget that. But this is other... This is other there's a yeah. software level. Like a mainstream I want, I want game. B- both of them. I want, yeah, I want the Xbox accessibility controller and the Sony level of like dedication to the to to accessibility in the software. Sure. That's that that's it. That's the apex of like making it better for okay. most people. Anyway, The Last of Us Part Two is a technical masterpiece. It is also a, a disaster. It is also mind-bogglingly stupid at times. It is also. But it is also emotional, and it's also this, like, game which is like, hey, like, when it hits, it hits hard. But when it doesn't, it's like, ooh, this hurts. And it's kind of, yeah. it's, you kind of hate to see it. And it's like, it has, again, like with Final Fantasy VII, it, it, it has a conceit at the, at the heart of it that if you haven't played the game, I'm, I'm going to come out and say it because everyone's been talking about it, like Abby. At you know half point through the trans character. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 sorry, no. At the at halfway point in the game, um the narrative swaps. You play okay. as this other character that is not Ellie, that Ellie has been hunting. And that is a tough pill to swallow. That is incredibly hard, and that is exactly the point. The Last of Us Part Two is a statement piece. The Last of it's Us like Part- a Halo it's like a Halo 2. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, switch. <laughs> part of, part two is two games in one, and then the sequel to those two games as well. It's wow. The narrative very ambitious, very project. ambitious project, and the narrative structure really falters, and it, it really struggles to get all of its idea across uh, ideas across the finish lines. It is a remarkable project. For, mm. for everything that it, it doesn't get right, it is a tremendous piece of art. It is a it's it wants to do so much and it wants to push the envelope for what games should be so much. When it fails, it it's bad, but I really, really love it for trying. So it's like it's like a it's like a Steven Spielberg epic. It's got so so much like high quality of production, but it, it's like it tries to do so much and that you know, it's like it, it can miss it, it's so earnest, but it just tries to do yeah, too much, and- maybe. Like this, like there's just the thing with it much. is that like it it can be game of the year, and I can see a strong argument because it is what I want video games to do more of. I want video games to be more ambitious. I want video games to yeah. go beyond what we've seen so far. I want video games to to be greater. And out of all of these games, The Last of Us Part Two is the one with the highest ambitions. Also, the one that doesn't hit all of them, see, but it's the one that like, tries the hardest. That's the thing. I think it's like, I think 2020, like over the last few years, I think this is, this is, these are the two things that I'd like to, I think game of the year now is a like a very restricting category. I think they're like two, I think there's like game of the year and then there's gaming experience of the year or most significant game of the year. Because you might have a really good game that's like great to feel like Hades could be a really solid game like gameplay wise, sound wise, graphics wise, and everything, right? But it's just missing something like it doesn't cross, it doesn't push um, uh, pop culture like Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Um, it doesn't challenge the like the status quo of expectations like Final Fantasy, and it doesn't um, push the boundaries of games design like Last of Us. But if you just think of it as like a game, as like a thing mm-hmm. to play, you might say Hades is the best game. But if you think of those like other games, like then you'd have be like, well, you know, what is the most significant game yeah. of the year? What is the best gaming experience? Like, I think that's like, maybe that's an, I don't know, maybe that's just like a different argument to have about how games are evolving as a medium as well. You know what I mean? Like, let's rate all of these games. Like for me, Last of Us Part Two is an eight. Can I see it get Game of the Year? Yes. Animal Crossing is a 9. Can I see it get Game of the Year? Yes. Final Fantasy VII Remake for me is a 9. Can I see it get Game of the Year? Yes. Hades is a 9.5. That that doesn't, in my mind, right? Like, objectively, I think it yeah. it is potentially, probably, the best game on of on, on this list. Does that qualify? Does that is that enough to be Game of the Year? Is the question. Yeah. Is the fact that this game is the best make a game of the year and the answer is oftentimes no because you you like with the last of us part two choosing a game of the year is a statement what is the message that you want to send if you choose the last of us part two as your game of the year the message you want to send to other industries to everyone in this industry is that like we love when games do more and are more if you want if you, if you choose animal crossing that becomes we love when when games bring us together during turbulent times during challenging moments of our lives if you just hate this we love we you say we love mechanics we love it yeah. when games are robust and when they're and infectious if you choose 
Final Fantasy VII Remake, you say we love nostalgia and we love it when when yeah. when things are reinvented and when when we we love innovation in something that's been done before. If you choose Doom Eternal, you say we love iterative things, we love iterative products. If you choose Ghost of Tsushima, you you say, hey, like we love it when a really good formula finally hits its hits its its peak. There's so many arguments for all of these games, right? But at the, at the end of the year, right? Yeah. The game that comes up on top is sends yeah. a message, and I'm I'm very I'm I'm excited to see what this message is. That's where the context works. Like Animal Crossing, like true. its impact very would true. be lessened if there wasn't the pandemic. You know. You know, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake wouldn't have as much impact if there wasn't an original game, right? I think that's part of the, the the success of it is that it's just crazy how far away it is from the original game and like the last of us part two is 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 like is kind of would you say that stands like that didn't need last of us part one to deliver itself or do you think that kind of relies on the legacy of last of us and and naughty dogs kind of like pedigree you know that's it's hard yeah like Hades benefits also from the yeah. fact that it's made by Supergiant. You know? Okay, like everything aside, no, everything aside, what, what what is your pick? Is it Hades? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> now that we had this conversation, is this is it Hades? Oh man, this is you, see this is this is a complicating thing, right? Okay, like if I had like if I say like gameplay of the year, it would be Hades. If I had like most um impactful game of the year then you could say like you know like final fantasy just because the way it challenges what a video game can be in terms of uh, adhering to legacy but then you think about like the last of us part two like from what you've told me and i haven't played it myself but the the implications of what naughty Mm -hmm. dog attempts like that could be the most kind of um like progressive game of the year you know what i mean like it's just the thing like game of the year now is very difficult you know like that's 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 the thing man it's 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 difficult dude it's so much more like like for me personally mm-hmm. got, yeah oh i don't know i just i can really only comment on hades because that's the only one of those games i've played so for me it's like yeah that's that's a thing mm-hmm. for me like gameplay is more important than anything else so for me like that's the reason why i like destiny it play it's the best shooter that there is in terms of the way it feels but all the shit around it brings it down you know what i mean so for me like that's why i like that game and i think as a game quote unquote a game it's that but as an experience i would probably say like a different shooter or something might be better you know that's 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 kind of the way i'm approaching it and that's where it it's that mentality of games as as just products that you buy versus games as experiences that you go through and that you share and you like that's that's so tricky man that i see why you were so conflicted as well <laughs> but for you what is it what what is your pick so i i i came into this podcast knowing it's final fantasy 7 remake and it still is now thinking like taking it game by game it still is if only when I finished that game, I was like, "Do I want to write a dissertation on this for my university? Is this is this? Do I love it enough?" And the answer is yes. It's mm. and 
for me, it's remarkable because yeah. I didn't love Seven. I didn't love the original. And that is, to me, the credit of, of Remake that, like, I did not love the original. I did not love, you know, I love pa- Last of Us, the first one. Yeah. I, you didn't need much for me to get on board for part two. You need a lot for me to get on board for Seven Remake, and it's still delivered. And I still, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not in the core audience That's for Seven thing. Remake, in a sense. And it, I still got so much out of it. See, uh, then for me, like from what I saw of re- like remake, like if it was, I would probably, me personally, I'd probably go for a remake as well, just because hearing that it did deliver on a lot of the promise that it had, and that it does flesh out a lot of the characters that you kind of didn't get to really see much of in, in the other Final Fantasy VII media. Because the thing is, like, truth be told, like, yeah, I played a bit of Hades, but I haven't touched it. I played it for a couple of hours, and then mm. that was it. Like, I haven't gone back to it. If it was really that good a game, I would have been drawn to it, right? I feel like it's one of those things where, like, a good game or a show or something makes you want to come back to it, you know? I'd not, I didn't get that from Hades. So, mm. I guess, yes, for me, Hades wouldn't be the pick. Then I would be looking at something like a, a Final Fantasy remake or Last of Us. Like, obviously, if I'd played both of them, I would be able to give a comment, but I would say then it would be one of those two. But, like, for someone like Jake or something... He'd it's love Hades. Hades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be that. It'd just be Hades, Hades, Hades. <laughs> I'm excited for our game of the year coverage. Our the double jump yeah. discussions because I'm coming in hot with my with my seven remake, and I'm I think Lux and I might be the only people who are championing for for seven remake. Yeah, you know what? You know, like speaking to you is encouraging me to get it. Like that's the okay. thing. That's that's it. That's yeah. a, that's a good thing. I'm I'm happy. More people should be playing all of these games. And actually, I think. I think part of the problem with uh, The Last of Us is that the people who comment on it are not the people who've played it. And I think yeah. I can safely tell you it's a it's a game that you want to buy even if you end up hating it. If that makes sense. Even if you even if okay. you end up reselling it after, it's 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 the it is interesting enough because you want you want a game that is polarizing. If a game is a six, it's meh, you don't you don't think about it. If you hate it, you, you, it's interesting to analyze the reasons for why you hated it. That gives you a very valuable uh, experience, I think. It, it sounds like a game that if you call yourself a serious fan of video games, you should, you should play it if you're a serious fan of anything. If you're a fan of movies, if you're a fan of books, wow, if you're a fan, fan of video games. If you're a fan that's of... That's huge praise because like... If you're a fan of Last of Us Part One, I'm playing through that, and that's like very like boring. Oh, really? So like, if it's yeah, I find that mm. very boring. But then again, you know, I'm playing it now, and it's a game from 2013. Like, obviously, it's not going to age as well. But yeah, yeah. If if you're a fan of anything, you should play this. If if you've loved, if you've dearly loved and or hated something in your life, you should play Last of Us Part Two. Regardless of regardless of, then wouldn't that make that the game of the year? It's a question. For me, it isn't. You know, like for me, you know, like the Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. You know, like Neil Druckmann said, it's a game about hate. It's 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 tough. It's a, it's um it's a tough pill to swallow. It's 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 a sad game. It's a it's a tale of vengeance. It's it's the the kind of yeah. the Monte Cristo of um of video games and that's 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 a hard lesson that you know revenge is not worth it 
And Final Fantasy VII Remake is like, woohoo, defeating gods and, you know, being empowered. And that's a, <laughs> that's a different experience altogether. It's, you know, like, uh, you know, defying destiny, yeah. defeating gods, defeating Sephiroth, you know, stuff like that. Like, Fair enough. Maybe maybe we'll leave it up to the audience to decide and yeah and see. Maybe they disagree with. Maybe they wanted to add a game or games to that list. And definitely keep an eye out on DoubleJump.co for our game of the year coverage over the the coming weeks. But yeah, that was a very lengthy uh, discussion there. And thanks thanks mm-hmm. for soldiering on with us over here. If you have any questions or if you want to send in your thoughts, you can always send in your questions at podcast at doublejump.co or hit us up on doublejump.co slash discord in the discord community but yeah um in terms of plugs ed we've got some stuff coming from you over the next couple of weeks yeah so i finished miles yesterday sunday as i mentioned earlier mm-hmm. my review should be done this week if everything goes well with like university and plans my review should be done this week similarly yep. My Series S and PlayStation 5 hardware reviews should be done this week. I should have them out by the end of the week. Yeah. I have problems with both of these systems. I have problems with Miles. Next current gen, next gen is definitely not without its faults. And that's 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 all I'm gonna say right now. It's it's for all of the hype that I've you know, I've fed of these the existence of this console for so long. I'm finally at the point where I'm like, no, I can be objective about this. I'm finally at the point where I'm like, okay, the hype kind of died off. N- now it's here. What do I think? And it's not all. And it's, it's not yeah. all uh, great. And at the end of the day, you don't need them. You can wait. Ooh. I don't think there's any harm in waiting until next year when more games that are designed with these consoles in mind are out. I- I'll say this: if if you play video games on your Xbox and PlayStation system today, there may not be a reason to get them. There's n- no reason not to get them as well, because all of both of these consoles mm. um, allow you we'll play allow you to play the games, and these games play better. If you know you're gonna play your Xbox or your PlayStation, there's nothing except for like obviously availability and price. There's nothing stopping you from getting them. Yeah. So if you know you're gonna buy Cyberpunk, yeah. If you know you're gonna buy Ratchet and Clank or Halo Infinite next year, there's nothing that will prevent you from pressing the button now. From you know, from from doing it right now. In that sense, right? Yeah. So again, Cyberpunk might be clunky on PS on PS4 or Xbox One. It should should run well on 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 the on the newer stuff. So. That's that's a that's a decision yeah. that comes down to it's like what open. games are you looking for? If you look if you've been playing games from your backlog, you don't need it. That's a good place to end it. And yeah, like <clears throat> I'm hoping that maybe over the summer break, mm-hmm. well, Australian summer break, winter break for Northern Hemisphere uh, our listeners. Maybe we can do maybe a two-parter yes. spoiler cast on the Mandalorian yep. season two because I know you're watching it, I'm watching it. I just started watching it. Uh, I know Lux and a few people on the staff. Maybe because there's eight episodes mm-hmm. and they won't be done until I think January, so maybe we might do like the first episode with the first four episodes of season two, and then maybe a second parter with the 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 rest of the season. So we'll we'll keep an eye on our socials uh, to see when those will go Thank live. You. But yeah, dude, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Uh, for, you know, two two hours of discussion. That was a lot of fun. 
a lot of passion as well. Next gen game of the year, it's all ramping up. It's all you know. Twenty twenty is finally going to be over. Exactly. And that's the thing. At the at the end of the day, it is it is a great time to be playing. Phenomenal. Games. And, that, and the thing is, it's it's such a good time to be a gamer. It's such a good time to love video games. You have so many avenues, and you have Game Pass, and you know yeah. all of these subscription services that allows you allow you to play so many good good games and have such a great time and the thing is like let's not forget if you're a playstation plus subscriber and you sign into your ps5 you can download like a whole bunch of awesome like you know last of us remastered marvel spider-man ratchet and clank like a whole bunch of top selling ps4 games like essentially free to play on day one when you log in via your playstation plus subscription so Whatever system you get, play the games, mm. play the best games of the previous generation, play the new titles that have come out, and look forward to the, you know, the the original uh, games that are coming out over the next few years. So, yeah, definitely let's uh let's let's leave it on a message of hope because that's that's all we can do. Because uh, yeah, and if I can give two recommendations for like social experiences, if you're you know lockdown restarted in in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you guys are, are leaving lockdown, which is amazing news. If you're stuck in a mm. in a dark place and you want games to pick pick you up, PlayStation Plus. If you have a PS5, play Monster Hunter World with your friends. It's been such a good time for me to like play with one of my best friends. Similarly, on on the Xbox side, you have Sea of Thieves. It's so fun to be a pirate on the ship and pillage stuff. You know, pillage like. Uh, treasure islands with your with your friends it's such a it's such a good time to be social with your friends online even tetris it's it's such a uh, uh, you know like never before have i how i believed in the power that video games have to bring us together and get us all chatting and talking and, and existing in the same space precisely because it's very hard to get together now precisely because like we're more alone than we've we've been in a very long time. And video games bridge the gap. And the thing with crossplay is that you can play Sea of Thieves across platforms. You can play Monster Hunter World across platforms yeah. on on consoles. Yeah, only, but Sea of right? Thieves with PC as well. Yeah, Sea of Thieves with PC. Same with Forza. Same with Rocket League. You know, Call of Duty and stuff. Like you know, of course, there's a lot of salty people out there. But if you can, you know, if you just want to just play with friends definitely do that and if you if you're looking to add to your friends list or to find a new community you know hop on our discord say hello we've got plenty of Absolutely, people playing yeah. across all sorts of different platforms lots I'm of different recruiting games people. like i'm all the time <laughs> i'm recruiting people for my my pirate crew so hit me up yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you want to raid the seas the and, and um like hey i'm gonna be streaming overwatch this week which i haven't played in, in a couple of years now and few people have said they've been playing it so you know what if you if you want like come jump on one of those streams and say hi see what you think and if you like it just join us and maybe next time we'll do something together even even off screen so that definitely definitely join the community come say hi and and enjoy the content that we've got you know coming out every every couple of days for you but yeah until next time look out for one another peace okay bye everyone bye, bye, bye.